Say, Father, this morning, this morning, bless me. Say, I am ready to pray to recover my life. Everything Satan has stolen. Everything demons have stolen. Everything principalities, powers have stolen. I recover to the glory of Jesus. Say, I shall pursue. I will overcome. I will recover all for a testimony unto my God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel chapter 30. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Let's read the, let's go up to five, and then come down to eight, so that we get the story, because I, I'll be using some of the issues there. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jerusalite, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Camelite, had been taken captive. Six. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Tell somebody, strengthen yourself. Oh, tell somebody, strengthen yourself. Say, strengthen yourself in God. So don't let the people discourage you. Don't let the people frustrate you. Strengthen yourself in God. Hallelujah. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's sons, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. Eight. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him and said, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Number nine. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Bessel, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Bessel. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David, and they gave him bread, and he ate, and they left him um, drink water. They let him drink water, and they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drank water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite. And my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the southern area of the Cherethites in the territory which belongs to Judah and of the southern area of Caleb and we burned Ziklag with fire and David said to him can you take me down to this troop he said swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I will take you down to this troop hallelujah you see it's not everybody that you see who is in need is a trouble. Amen. It's not everybody that you see on your way. You see on your path. You see coming to your life. Who is a problem? Sometimes some of them are strategically positioned for them to be a blessing unto you. David was going chasing after those who have went away with his two wives. 
and bent down his camp and other people. Then he saw this Egyptian who was sick by the way, picked him, fed him, and strengthened him. Then asked him, who are you? And where are you from? Not knowing he was one of the um, troops who had gone to bend down his camp and has taken his wife. Amen. So he ended up strengthening and the guy ended up taking him to where they have carried his uh, wife and his children away. And it's a big lesson to us that sometimes in search for our life, in search to recover our life, God brings strategic people on our way. God positions some strategic persons on our way. And we don't have to turn or we don't have to mistreat them because they might be the people with the information that we need. Hallelujah. Imagine if they have thrown away this man, they would have gone and gone and gone without knowing where these troops are. But because they picked the man and then they took care of him, the man led them. And let me say that, you know something, anytime God brings somebody new, strange in your life, welcome the person take good care of the person feed the person if you can because one day you may need the services of that person one day you may need the support of that person one day you may need that person somehow somehow in the course of life hallelujah so from whatever we have read concerning the recovery of david few things we have to take notice one was that david pray he prayed to know the mind of god he prayed to know the mind of god that is the first thing we see that's after everything was gone, everything was bad. Everybody was blaming him. Listen, people will blame you for what they don't understand about your life. And people will blame you for what you did not cause. But because you happen to be the one they were looking up to. So they will blame you. That is why we blame the president even when there's no salt in our home. Blaming the president. The president <laughs> is the reason why there's no salt. Blame the president when we don't have soap to bath. Now soap is difficult to get. People will always blame somebody. But listen to me. If you want to recover your life, you don't listen to the blamings of people. You don't listen to what people are saying. You don't listen to what people will say. You don't listen to what people have to say. And you don't listen to what people are thinking. You go to God. Amen. You go to God. The Bible said that David inquired of the Lord. He prayed to God. He asked the mind of God. And this morning you are going to ask the mind of God. You are going to consult the mind of God. You are going to find, listen, it is only God who knows where what you are looking for is. Amen. I said, it is only God who knows where where what you are looking for is. Nobody knows. And when you inquire of the Lord, he knows how to direct you and who to bring on your way to take you to what you are looking for. Amen. May the Lord make his mind known to you today. Number two, he pursued. David pursued. He pursued. He didn't stop. Because he has a witness in him. God said, David, yes. You can recover. Pursue. So the moment God said, David, you can recover. Pursue. He know in himself. He has a testimony in himself. He was confident in himself. He was sure in himself that if I pursue, I will recover. Amen. He pursued. Some of us are not pursuing. We are sitting down and hoping. It is good to hope upon hopes because the Bible said that the three are always what? Love, faith, and hope. The Bible said that even if everything fails, hope will not be what? Deferred. 
That is why in the issue of faith, the Bible makes hope one of the prominent factors to make faith successful. It is good to hope, but you don't hope by sitting down. You hope by hope, making an action because faith is an action word. He pursued when he had that witness in him that God has granted me the opportunity to recover. This morning, you are going to pursue. I say you are going to pursue. We pursue in three dimensions. Amen. Number one, we pursue spiritually. That is why David has to first go to God. Say, God, should I move? Then God said, move. So one, you must what? Pursue spiritually. You must move spiritually. You must follow spiritually. You must uh, uh, let God lead you spiritually. And two, we pursue physically. Physically. Where are you going? Who are you going? For what are you going? So there must be something that you are hot moving for. There must be something you are going for. There must be something you are living for. That is physical. David had not just get up and he was just running around or running after somebody just because he needed a person to help. No, he moved because he was looking for his two wives and that of the rest of his household and his come. Physically, you must pursue something. Hallelujah. And the third is what? We pursue with what? Information. Pursue with information. He knew the direction he was going. If he didn't know where he was going, he wouldn't have seen that Egyptian on the way. The reason why some of us, God is not able to bring help meets or helpmates or destiny assistance on our parts is that we don't have any information for what we are looking for. So even if God should drop somebody who has the information we are looking for, we don't know. Amen. We don't know. Can you imagine one day we came to church, then there was this person who was looking for some information. If we're looking for something very, very pertinent to his life. And the next person that was sitting beside him in church had the information that he was looking for. So after church, he came to me, Pastor Bass, I need this thing seriously. Can you be of a help? I said, what? After he told me whatever, I said, ah. But I saw that so and so was sitting beside you. He said, yes. He works at that company. Everything you are looking for, you just talk to me. He said, Pastor. I, I said, ah. I am the pastor. I'm not lying. Say, Jesus Christ, Pastor, do you have his number? I said, nonsense. I have told you where to get the information. You are asking me his number. If you can't get his number, go. Oh, Pastor, but this one, you don't have to be angry. I said, I'm not angry, but I won't, I won't give it to you. It's part of your work. Go and get the number. Amen. We don't have information for what we are looking for. We are sitting down. We are believing God. Trusting God. Or some of them, we just get up. We are doing. Jack of all trade. We are going. But we don't know where we are going. Only heaven knows where we are going. But we know we'll get there. Osabi, sir. So where are you going? Heaven know where we are going. But we don't know where we are going. But we know we'll get there. Heaven don't, don't know where you are going without telling you. He told Abraham, get up. Pick your wife. Leave and go to Canaan. Go to a land where I will show you. Heaven will never lead you without showing you. He moved with information. What information do you have? Pursuing after your life and pursuing after what you are pursuing. I know God is going to bring a breakthrough in my life. Yes, you bring a breakthrough in your life, but what breakthrough? So, pursue spiritually, pursue physically, pursue with information. And then don't stop until you have recovered. Tell somebody, don't stop. Oh, look at somebody, tell the person, don't stop. Tell the person, you have never gone any distance. So, don't stop. Sometimes we stop too early. We stop too early. Very soon that we are tired. My brother, my bumper, my bread, my chocolate, my bread. 
I've been praying, I've fasted, I'm tired. So is God there? If God is there, why has all this thing befallen me like Gideon? Hallelujah. You are saying you've prayed, uh, you've waited, uh, you've tired, uh, you are tired. What should Abraham say? What should Sarah say? Have you waited on God for 25 years? Hello? The Bible said that beyond faith, Abraham believed. That means when faith was not even working, he believed. Well, it shall be. He didn't stop. The Bible said that even Sarah, whose womb was dead. Can you imagine? You are living with your wife and you know that the wife, her womb is dead. And you are still believing God that she's going to make a baby. Or you live with your husband and you know that your husband is, 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 is on one number. Because Sarah looked at the angels and said, that, ooh, angels, even if my womb shall be repaired, this man is 90 years. But Abraham believed. Amen. Don't stop. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, don't stop. Tell somebody, God has never stopped. So you don't have to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. God does not stop. The Bible says the giftings and the callings of God, they are here and I mean they are not what? Irrevocable. Whatever God has said upon your life and the Bible said that he sent for this word perform. So anything that God says, it shall perform. It shall come to pass. But sometimes we grow tired and we stop. And because we give ourselves calendar time. And somebody will call it the biological clock. Get up in the morning. Hey, I am 44. Hmm. I don't have a quarter of land. Hey. Then you hear somebody in church. Tell you, I'm 35. And the person have just parked a jeep and is coming. And rolling the key. And you see the person talking. Yeah. That my house at Dansuman. I want to sell it because I've seen a house at Trasaco. I want to buy the, the there. So I want to sell the one at Dansuman and buy the, the Trasaco one. At least the one at East Legonde is okay. Then all of a sudden, pressure and tension. Your intestines start to boil. Then you're looking for the, the washroom. Ah, we Awui. What's the problem? Because look at 35. He already has packed a jeep. He has one house he's going to sell. He's thinking of another one to buy. And at 44. Hey! And even, even 44, my wife look at my face every day and tell me, Bear my tabo. when am I going to leave tabo face to become metal face? When my face is still at, as wood. Listen, the Bible said that in the great house, there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. The Bible said that there are vessels of gold, of silver, there are vessels of brass, and there are vessels of silver and wood. It does not matter which vessel you are. The Bible said that even if the latter Purge himself, it shall be suitable for the whole, the master's user. It does not matter who you are and what you are. The issue is about purging yourself, locating yourself, positioning yourself, preparing yourself for the master's use, and God shall use you. When God enters every family, He looks for the available vessel. When God enters every church, He looks for the available vessel. When God enters every company, he does not look for those who dress in suits. He didn't look for those who can sing well. He does not look for the prayerful. He does not look for those who fast. He looks for the available vessel. Don't compare yourself. Don't look at others. The Bible said that comparing themselves one to another, they became unwise and stupid in their own understanding. Forget about what somebody has got. Forget about what somebody is getting. Forget about where you are. Look up unto the Lord, the author and the finisher of your faith. And pursue don't stop her. Go look at Moses and say, Moses, forget about the Egyptians that are coming. They are not your problem. Whatever happened is not your problem. Look forward and pursue today. I will take care of the Egyptian. Your own is to go ahead. Amen. And Moses order. But I can't go further. God said to God, there's nothing like a recipe. To God, there's nothing. 
mountain to God is Bible said that he created the sea, he created the land, and he created the mountains. The Bible said that he make a way where there's nowhere. The Bible said, Have you consulted of the Lord? Neither have you think of the Lord. Have you given counseling of the Lord? The Bible said that he give demarcation to the sea and he tell the sea how far it can come. God said that the Moses, the sea is a water, but under it is a land. I say, pursue. You just make a move towards the sea. I shall put the waters aside. And now, who is ahead of you is not a problem, but it is how far you are going. God can hold who is ahead, ahead and can make you move. When Moses and the people begin to move, God stopped Egyptians and their chariot. People would falter, they cross the Resia, and people would chariot. They couldn't catch up. Don't stop, pursue. Don't stop, go on. Don't stop, carry on. Don't stop until you have recovered. Come on, somebody, receive grace. Don't stop. Don't stop. We stop too early. We stop too fast. Because we are always looking. Who is ahead? Who has what? Who did what? Who has what? Who did what? Who is what? Ladies and gentlemen, you will never go. Do you know that when you are running, those of you who went to school and you are only eating, you may not understand, but those of us who try to run, we understand the scripture where Paul said, I ran not one who beat about what the wind, but I ran with perception, with purpose, that I will obtain water, the prize. Listen, when you are running for a prize, you don't turn back. The moment you turn back, you lose speed because you lost concentration. And when you turn back, because you are beating about the resistant force, you are using a momentum to beat the force. The moment you turn, you give the, 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 the force, the wind, a larger volume of yourself to resist you. And by the time you turn back the volume of resistance is heavy and you have to break through again so when you are running when you are pursuing life you don't turn around to see what is happening you don't turn around to see what is going on follow because you've got the momentum go with that momentum you got the speed go with the speed you've got the grace go with that grace whatever is happening behind you forget about it whatever is happening beside you forget about it chase the price chase the target chase the reward about the wind you don't care about what is happening what is happening is the problem of God pursue don't stop we stop too early sometimes you can see a young person and they have already stopped you can recover you broke my heart so they have stopped thank God that your heart has been broken at least the stop one part has been broken I'm hurt so you stop one year two years Somebody has never. When you recover, look at you. You broke your heart and you take two years. You were never doing your hair. You were never working on your face. You leave yourself. Nyama, 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 nyama. When, when, when people saw you, they thought you just came out from the asylum. And when God motivated you and said, that now I'm going to pursue and you started fixing yourself. Look at you. Your hair has all gone. Your beauty has all gone. You have become old all of a sudden. Not that God made you old because you stop. When you stop, every part of your system stops. Listen, the life is making fresh by how renewing our mind is. That is why the Bible said that, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Whenever you think good, your life think good. When you wish good, your life wish good. When you live good, your life live good. Anytime you start thinking wrong, your whole life will become wrong. So some of us, our life is messed up because we are thinking in a mess. Our life is sad because we are thinking we are the reflection of our thoughts. Amen. If you want to know what a person is, look
It is not easy. It means that the person is thinking impossible. And you find that the person is fighting in this life. Hallelujah. I don't think impossible. No. Anything that is not, I can't. What I think is, it is not the right for God for me to have it. But I don't think it's, it's impossible. No, 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 no. T.D. Jake said that if I can think of it, it means it's available. I might have not known where it is, but it's available. Hallelujah. When I couldn't find a wife, I didn't say that there's no wife. I know the, the woman is available, but I have never found her. And I must found her. Amen. So how do I find her? I have to go to where single women are available. And the type of women I want to is available. I didn't go to the beaches and parties. I didn't go to class. I didn't go to old school and classmates. No. I didn't need to marry any classmate and old school. No. I wanted a, a wife who, who fear God. Whose life is in the house of God. So I locate, I started moving to churches to churches and making pastors for because pastors know the good girls more than the congregation member. Oh yes. You may look at the, the face of this girl and say that this girl, she doesn't like talk, but pastor know her spirit soul out. That is why when you are looking for a wife, consult the pastor than consulting the members. If you talk to a wrong person, they will discourage you. Perhaps their eyes are on it. Come on, recover. Come on, recover. Come on, recover. I say, come on, recover. I say, come on, recover. So you don't talk. Amen. A gentleman was looking for a lady here. She has married. And she wanted to talk to a guy that this guy and the girl. The gentleman told him that this girl be dangerous. No, no, no. This girl, she's so snobbish. And the guy relaxed. Before the guy said, we have announced the lady's wedding. And he came to me and said, Pastor. But this guy said, this girl, what? He said, Pastor. I said, Abba, you should have asked me. He said, Pastor, I asked this guy. I said, guy, we are catching them so pen. Wrong information. If you go to the wrong people, listen. Don't inquire information from your competitor. Go looking for information from your competitor. They will give you weak up information. Hallelujah. The guy who, 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 who overtook uh, um, uh, boats in the last, uh, um, 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 is it Olympics or world, world athletics record? The guy, that American guy. He said he has followed him for five years. Followed him everywhere. He hear that he's training. He can just go and sit down and just be walk, looking at how he trained. And looking at his his moment of momentum, that is where does he take his speed from? Is it at the starting or the finishing? And he realized that bolts gathers momentum twenty five meters after the race. So he makes sure that the first twenty five he would catch him. He would give him a close mark because after twenty five bolts runs on a constant speed and he would increase his speed and he caught him. Don't give information into your competitor. Amen. Brother is looking for a marriage. Brother is looking for a marriage. Sister is the hottest girl in church. And brother is asking brother, what do you think about this girl? I will tell you that this girl don't try. And when you turn your back, I will pursue. I will discourage you so that I can accelerate and pursue. Oh, amen. You see, we are working in the world that we need a testimony. Hallelujah. John the Baptist has baptized Jesus. Gave Jesus his platform. Jesus is now known, announced. John has made the whole world to know that this is Jesus. John the Baptist is six months older. Jesus, your cousin. This boy is now in trouble. Jesus is just at your way. The prison door will open. He sent people, come and ask him. Go and ask my nephew, my cousin. That he see the Messiah. Don't you see what I'm going through? I gave him the opportunity. I made people know that he's the Messiah. 
He said, go and tell them that the blind are seeing, the crippled are walking. He's telling his testimony. We know what he's going to say. Say, John, your time is over. Your time is over. I'm not bringing you back. I don't need competition. When you were on the scene, nobody knew me. It was all about you. Now, thank God, your time is going. It is my time. I don't need any competition. You are preaching repentance. The people have accepted repentance. But the message of salvation, they don't know of it yet. If you come around, I won't get congregation. Be there and let me reign. When people's time are over, see it. Hallelujah. When people's time are over, what? See it. We stop. But don't stop. Tell your neighbor, don't stop. Tell your neighbor, don't stop. Tell your neighbor, it is not over with you. Oh, tell him it is not over with you. Tell him no matter how far you can catch up. Say you can recover. You can recover. And this morning, tell him I prophesy over your head. Tell him I prophesy over your life that you shall recover. Tell him that I give you three months. I see you recovering. Tell him that by December 31st, you shall recover. You have recovered. Prophesy and tell your neighbor that you are the one I'm talking to. Tell him you are the one I'm referring. You shall recover. Your enemies can never arrest you. Ladies and gentlemen, I prophesy recovery upon your life. I prophesy financial recovery. Marital recovery. I prophesy business recovery. I prophesy recovery of your family. I prophesy recovery of salvation. I prophesy spiritual recovery. I prophesy uh, grace uh, to recover. I prophesy uh, glory to recover. I prophesy uh, that today uh, may your recovery comes uh, everywhere you went uh, and you missed it. I release a recovery anointing upon your life. Uh, I release recovery grace. Uh, positional recovery. I release it upon you. You are uh, a childbirth recovery. Uh, I release it upon your life. Uh, don't sit down. Don't complain. Don't mama. Don't blame. Stand up on your feet and run the good run of grace. Fight the good fight of faith. You can catch up. You can catch up. You can recover. Nothing is spoiled. Nothing is gone. It is in the hands of the devil, but not in the camp of the devil. It is on the way of the devil, but not in the kingdom of the devil. God has strengthened you and has empowered you. God has shaded you and has mastered you. You can recover. I see you recovering. I see you with a recovery anointing. I see you with a recovery grace. I see you with a recovery power. Somebody receive grace to recover. Don't quit. Sometimes you can quit. Because everything will tell you that it cannot be done. But it is a lie. You can recover. I said you can recover. Every, everything will tell you that hey, don't try. You will die. Hey, you will die. Well, Paul said this life I live, there's nothing beautiful, there's nothing ugly about it. If I live, it's for God. If I die, it's for God. So in all ways, I don't lose. Ladies and gentlemen, if I die, I am in heaven. If I live, I am in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So whether two ways, I don't have any problem. All I know is that God is in him. I live and move and I have my being. So I don't care. Jesus said, don't care about those who can only afflict the flesh but not the spirit. Forget about those who gossip. Forget 
about slanders, forget about blackmailers, forget about assassins, forget about people who only talk against your flesh, that they cannot touch your spirit. We don't break through by the flesh, we break through by the spirit. When your spirit breaks through, your flesh will break through. When your spirit overcome, your flesh shall overcome. Jesus said, I hold your peace. The prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. He's coming spiritually, but spiritually there's nothing in him. So I don't fear him. He said, I have the power to push my life down and lift it up because Satan has no power over my life. Let your children do not be afraid. I have overcome, so you shall overcome. I prophesy to somebody the overcoming anointing. I prophesy to somebody the overcoming grace. God said, David, pursue. And when you pursue, there's one thing you don't know you shall overcome because the God in whom you serve, He is the God that I am, the God that overcame all the ten powers of the Egyptians, the God who made Pharaoh to become a little boy, the God that Herod could not stop, the God who is I am, the God who calls strong men and great men, who mutes the mouth of Nebuchadnezzar, He is the God who blessed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's a God who proved Himself in the life of Daniel. He's a God that Esther and Mordecai, He didn't disgrace them. He's a God that when they wanted to cheat on Mordecai, He recovered for him. So, David, when you pursue, you shall overcome. I see somebody overcoming this morning. I see somebody overcoming. Satan is a liar. That enemy is a liar. That problem is a liar. Ladies and gentlemen, very soon you shall overcome. And the enemies you see today, you shall see them no more. Don't bother yourself about them. Don't care about them. Pursue ahead of your life. Go for life. Chase life. Pursue life. Your own is life and not failure. Ladies and gentlemen, I can announce you. There was a lady called Ruta. Everything is messed up and everything is gone. There's no hope for another husband. There's no hope for children. Ruth was about 40 years when she was living with Naomi. She was an old woman. Age has caught up upon him. Naomi said, Ruta, don't follow me. Don't go with me because there's nothing about me you are going to get. Ruth said, Naomi, bid me not to return. Your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Your house shall be my house. Where you die is where I will die. Let me go with you. The Bible said the good news is that Naomi has heard that God has returned to Bethlehem. Ladies and gentlemen, pursue to where God is. Pursue to where God is. Don't go to where God has left. Go to where God is currently. In the name of Jesus, the long shot is that Ruth, who was 40, at the age of 45, Ruth was the son and the great mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. I prophesy to somebody, recovery is coming. Recovery is coming. Grace is coming upon you to recover everything. In the name of Jesus, receive it. I feel like preaching. To recover, you need the spirit of perseverance. You don't allow challenges and difficulties to stop you. People who recover, they are very persevering. There were everything possible to stop David. Everything possible. The people were blaming him. People were criticizing him. People were calling him names. People were referring him to anything that he would not allow any of such to stop him. Amen. If you stop your life because there are challenges and there are difficulty, you were not ready for life in the first place. Because there's no life without difficulty or challenges. 
No, go and ask Job. A man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. And we don't call for trouble. We don't buy trouble. We don't invite trouble. He said, trouble does not come from the west or the east, the south or the north. But it comes out of the earth. As long as you are in life, trouble will come. So we don't live your life and stop living because there's trouble. No, there can never be a trouble free in this life until we are in heaven. Hallelujah. So you don't say that, hey, because there's trouble. So, so I've lived my life. There are so many challenges. So many, pastor, I'm going through so many challenges. What challenges? Have you fought a lion? Pastor, the troubles, the challenges are too much. Have you fought a lion or a bear? Have you fought one? Has there been one night that you, you never ate? Every day, don't you eat? Let's go into your kitchen. You see old food. That you are about to discard. Amen. Let's go to your house. Check your wardrobe. There's one dress in your wardrobe that you have forgotten. That you have it. If you like when you go home, go and open your wardrobe. You see one dress. You say, hey. You are always better. So, you don't stop and say that. Who should the trouble go? Who should the challenges go? When you look at my face, your challenges must come to me. I am the one who has the grace for trouble and challenges. So, when you look at Pastor Abbas, God... I believe in you. You know, I don't have grace like Pastor Bas. I don't have anointing like Pastor Bas. God, you say that we should call upon you. Whatever we want, you do it for us. My only problem is this trouble, Pastor Bas. Let him take it. God will look at you and will tell you that, fine, give me your trouble and God gives you my challenge. So you don't stop. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. At any point in your life, what you are pursuing is greater than what is troubling you. At any point of your life, what you are pursuing is always greater than what is troubling you. Listen, two wives of David wept more than the insult and the stoning of the people. The people are only saying, we stone you and they are insulting him. But it cannot be matched up to two wives. Even if I have one wife and she travels for a longer time, the confusion that comes to you alone when you are in the night, and you have two. So if one go, at least one is there, but all the two are upon some city morning. He took all the two. You can imagine that. And you know, boy, David, that if his two women have gone, one night is a great, a great challenge for the wives of his comrades. That is why he, was, he has to pursue. Because if you leave David without a woman for one night, his PA, if she's a woman, trouble. Remember, Delilah, sorry, uh, Bathsheba, that the pastor preached on. One night, one evening, David's wives, whether they went for holiday or vacation, However, they are left him alone in the house for one evening. One evening, not two. He woke up to the roof and saw somebody's wife. He said, Ah, Omache, invitation. So, to him, his two wives worth more than stoning and insulting. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are pursuing is bigger than what is troubling you behind. But we stop what you are pursuing and we are focusing on what is happening. Amen. Aimless people talk about precious people. If you are aimless, you talk about the life of precious people. Because everything you value, you speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So whatever is abundant treasure in your heart, that is what you talk about. So if you talk about me every day, it means I'm the precious thing in your life. And before you see, I'm progressing and you are deprogressing. Forget about what is happening. Pursue. Follow. Chase. Hallelujah. We pray very soon. They are focused. Because they are persevering. So they are all focused. They focused on what they want to recover. We are distracted too much. First Samuel 30 and 18. Focus on what you want to recover. So David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away. And David rescued his two 
wives. He focused. It wasn't a, and, 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 and no, it's about my two wives. I have to get them. My focus is these two wives. By the close of this evening, I must have my two wives. Ladies and gentlemen, that must be your focus. By the end of 2017, I, I must have my house. I must have my land. I must have my car. I must have my salvation. I must be prayerful. I must be a warrior. I must be spiritual giant. By the end of 2017, I have started my new company. By the end of 2017, I can pray for two hours. By the end of 2017, I can do something that nobody I have started something focused. Focused. His focus was his two wives. It's your focus. That's why we are not recovering anything. Because we are worried any, anything. Listen. He didn't know where the two wives is. But his focus is, I must find those two wives. Wherever they are, I don't know. I know they are not dead. Why they are not dead? Listen. If what you are looking for is not dead, it's recoverable. The only thing you can recover is the dead. They are determined. They are determined. They are not only focused, but they are also what? Determined. Sometimes our determination is light. Refuse to be discouraged by your critics. Refuse. Listen, people who shall criticize you. Even David, Jesus was criticized. Who is he? Mary's son. Huh? The one who was born in Nazareth, the Nazareth. Ah, can anything good come out from Nazareth? You people, you are worrying yourself. Who is he? Jesus. Ah, the boy who is eating with drunkards. He's the one you are talking about. Oh, who is he? Jesus. Ah, that boy. Who is his father? His mother said it's the Holy Ghost. Which Holy Ghost? This bastard boy, you are wasting your time on him. They criticize him. Amen. David went to the battlefield and his senior brother said, hey, what are you doing here? He said, brother, I'm also a Jew. I'm an Israelite. So there's a reason to be here. The battle is about the, the Jews. And as a Jew, and as a man, as a young man, it is right for me also to be here. I can also be here and also to see and fight for my people. They say, you are too no, you are too arrogant. You have to go back and take care of the what? The small sheep. He said, the few sheep that you have left. People will always want you to remain as little as you are. Listen to me. In this life, 90% always want to be ahead of you. 90%. But I came with the power of the Holy Ghost. That if they are wrong 90% who are ahead of you, by the grace of the 10% that you carry, may you overtake them in the name of Jesus. May you overrun them in the name of Jesus. May you bypass them in the name of Jesus. Sometimes it, look at, it looks like the majority like you. Wait until you get problems. I was listening to Dr. Utabo this morning. He said, wait. This morning he said, wait until you get problem. That is why you see whether the masses are for you or the masses are against you. And I can tell you, 90% are always against you because human beings are always against success. That is why people will find reason. Make sure that they soil and they tarnish your success. Get a new job, they will tell you that it's my connection. Get money, they will tell you that if you don't push drugs, you are a deal. If you are a lady there, you are dead. So, you don't stop because you are being criticized. This morning, I take every fear and every, every soil of criticism that is tormenting your life, that is tormenting you. I take it out in the name of Jesus. One day, I was talking to, with this woman. that somebody has come in to marry your daughter. The woman said, is he not a man? He's a man. 
But I know the reason. Class. Class. Me a big woman. Me could be a big man. And a big Nkola. We party around airport, Trasakos. Go to lunch at Moving Peak. Kimpiski is where our children go to swim. And this boy has just all of a sudden appeared from is it Nungwa Name or Teshina Me or whatever. What is the name? Nungwa Nungwa Badi. This boy has just appeared from Nungwa Badi. Lo and behold in the house. Bell. 